Gateway, good day to you. Kyle here at Midday Studios, just outside downtown Des Moines. And we've been doing this for a minute now, coming together on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, to center our hearts on the person of Jesus, taking a moment to reflect on some scripture, perhaps a theme, or a saint. And as we turn toward summer more officially. I know it's uh, on the 21st, so it's a few weeks off, but we are now in June. And that is a benchmark of sorts. And yet, could any of us have anticipated June 2020 to be what it is here in America? You know, just this past week, how many conversations were you yourself embroiled in around political correctness or racial reconciliation or the role of the church in any of those spaces. Or perhaps you weren't, maybe you're like a nine on the Enneagram, you withdraw into yourself or you try to make peace and when you can't, you just merge into that space so you don't speak loudly into that, but you've been embroiled within yourself. You see, June, June has nothing special like it's not like we come to June and it, it, it uh, the Lord comes down and meets us in a unique way as he didn't the day before in May. But for us here at Gateway, we just spent time together recognizing that the spirit of God was poured out on his church so that we might be his presence in the world. So what, what does that really mean for us here as we turn into a whole new month? Well, I have some thoughts on that today, and I would like to guide you through some of those thoughts and then have some moments amidst those thoughts where we pray together. We actually punctuate our time with prayer. See, this past Sunday, we taught through Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. And in that scene in the gospel, according to Mark, Jesus goes over to the other side, a way of talking about an unclean space in the Jewish imagination. It's the place of the Decapolis. There's pigs and there's a Roman legion there. There's all sorts of imagery in that scene, Mark 5, 1 through 20 that just drips with uncleanness. And that is where Jesus goes. He goes to this proverbial dark place and he encounters a spiritual being in opposition to the kingdom of God. And in this interaction, Jesus casts out this legion of demons, setting in front of him a person who then is ordered and in their right mind, one who had, for all intents and purposes, ravaged a community and was himself ravaged by a community of oppression. He was like this Russian nesting doll of oppression. And Jesus comes there to go to the center of it to remind this person of who they truly are. And that is one who bears God's image. Or another way you could talk about this is to say that this passage in Mark is about spiritual warfare. And some of you, you recoil a little bit about that. Maybe you've been abused by language around that. You maybe just don't know what that is. And so right now, 
we will just pray this. As I enter now to pray and reflect, we pause. We pause to be still before you, Father, to breathe slowly, to recenter what is scattered in our hearts and minds, and take all of those fragments and cast them now upon you who are able to bear us up. And so now, God, as we approach you even more and ask for your presence to be here with us, would you open up our eyes to see you? Would you align our minds and awaken our hearts so that we might be a people who see reality as it truly is? And that little line there at the end, that we might see reality as it truly is. See, that is, for us, a challenging thing. And yet, for Christians, for millennia, it, it really wasn't. There's these people called the Desert Fathers and Mothers of the 3rd century AD who saw the world as a space where humanity was collectively in rebellion against God and a spiritual reality that was in rebellion against God. And so they wrestled against the world and the flesh and the devil, and they did so in the wilderness. And we'll see themes like this picked up in the New Testament letters. Paul, for example, in Ephesians 6, will talk about the armor of God. And I love how C.S. Lewis, a great Christian thinker from this past century, how he helps bring some clarity to us today. He says, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed and counterclaimed by Satan. So think now about an event in a current news cycle. And let us just ask right now for the Spirit of God to help us Perhaps discern the underlying spiritual realities, the dynamics that are at play there. So Spirit, would you show us how the enemy is at work in this and how to stand against the enemy of our souls in prayer. Let us take a few moments here just to quietly reflect in our hearts on this. Perhaps you need to press pause right now and allow that reflection to go a little longer. But I want to, if I can, read this passage in Ephesians 6, the one that Paul references about putting on the armor of God. And so just allow these words of God to wash over your heart. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. You know, since there is no neutral ground in the universe, as C.S. Lewis reminds us, uh, 
There therefore can be no neutral people. Each and every one of us has in front of us the opportunity to pick a side. And so my invitation for you in this moment is to just pray a prayer of yielding. We're going to linger here in this theme this week because this past Sunday, how can we celebrate the reality of God pouring out his presence? Read a passage, think through it critically and teach on it where Jesus is a like encountering spiritual oppression and yet think that we're neutral. So I want to just invite you to, to allow these next few words to perhaps be for you a prayer of yielding. God, I pick a side. I submit that you are my God and I am yours. I take a stand with you in Christ against the enemy's subtle temptations and bold face attacks. I'm confident, God, that as the Apostle James says, that when I resist the devil, that he must flee. And so right now, God, I yield my heart to you. And with the Apostle Paul, I just say that I am fully confident that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. May grace and peace cover you as we enter in to this season of God being present with us, to us, and through us.